Welcome back to Ranking Things. I had so much fun with this episode. Uh, we went to Jennifer DeCosson's house to record musicals, uh, and this was a great one. Uh, Jennifer is, I think, modest on the episode with about, about how much she knows and enjoys and uh, and uh, you know has has so many musicals in her head. Uh, this was a, a really fun uh, topic to, uh, to to play with. Um, so thank you again to Jennifer, and I hope I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, this is uh, I'm, I'm nearing the end, I think, of the show. I've got a couple more episodes that I want to uh, record, and then I'm working on kind of the finale. And I think that might be the end of uh, of ranking things. Um, who knows? I mean, no, you know, no one's been paying me the whole time, so uh, and I'm the only boss. Uh, and only employee of the uh, Ranking Things podcast. So I uh, could obviously do it again, but I'm thinking it might be time to uh, record a finale and then uh, take a long break and maybe see if I ever am in the mood to rank something again later. So, but if uh, if you've been thinking, oh man, I'd like to call Levi and rank this thing, um, this is uh, renewing your last chance. So again, I've got two, two episodes left that I want to record. Um, and then we'll record the finale. Um, so, you know, maybe that'll be another month or two. Um, so if you, if you want to rank something, please, please get in touch. And, uh, and, uh, thanks again for, for listening. Uh, and here is ranking musicals with Jennifer DeCosson. Welcome back to Ranking Things. I'm here with Jennifer DeCosson. How are you doing, Jennifer? Hi, Levi. Glad to be here. Finally. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, you are the third member of your immediate family to have your own episode. I, I begged. I think, <laughs> I think I had to twist your arm to, to make you have this category. Well, that or you also built a bar in your house. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it made, it made it a little easier. Well, it's a built-in party palace. Yeah, so. yeah we are in the party palace. Um, so if you if you've never met Jennifer, uh, Ryan is uh, Jennifer's youngest son. He was on the board games episode from a couple weeks ago, and Glenn uh, is Jennifer's husband who did the pizza episode. And Emily. Oh, my and Emily, your daughter-in-law. What did you correct? So Ryan married Emily, and Emily is your daughter-in-law, and we did the uh, female singer. So I guess you're fourth. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, there's still another kid or two. There's two other two other yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, but I, this was your idea. I think this is a great list and we're doing musicals today. Uh, I am a fan of musicals. I mean, I guess I make the same joke every time, but I'm clearly out, outclassed here on as far as, uh, you know, authority of, of ranking musicals. Um, I've seen 12 and (laughs) 12 total musicals. Um, but you, we were talking about it before, uh, you've been a seasoned ticket holder to two different theaters here in Los Angeles. Yes, we've been, we've had season tickets at the Pantages in Hollywood since probably about 1990. We went to see a show and they called Glenn and asked him if he wanted to be a season holder. And so we got to, he bought tickets for me really right. for us to go together. And then we had them for a really long time. Then they went through some management change and we got Amundsen tickets instead. Mm-hmm. And then Pantages came back. So then oh. we had both. And then we were kind of on the waning edge of our kids being old. Like we didn't have to get a babysitter. So oh, we, we could keep both tickets. So then we kept both. So we've seen every show they've had come to town since 
the 90s. Right, which which would mean like every not not even major, but just like every show that got a touring. Correct. Uh, yeah, like and we've only missed. A, I mean, we've only missed a couple on accident, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, or some things are just like Amundsen has some weird stuff that we don't like. Yeah. Matthew Bourne Swan Lake is like our pinnacle of stuff we will we don't like, <laughs> and we won't ever go see. So you know, I mean, we do really like the Broadway musicals best. Right. So, but we don't really seek out other theater like we don't go anywhere else like we only go to those two because we have the subscription right 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 so and then this year is weird because everything's been canceled right so i you know we're kind of thinking well do we really need to renew it because yeah you, you know, you're we've already used... seen everything and what's still coming but there's still new stuff right and we went to new york last year and there was stuff on broadway that was new it was, it was exciting to see something that we hadn't seen right. at home so there is always new stuff so it, that's what keeps it fresh I yeah think. And most people might know this, but I'm kind of, I'm still kind of setting the table. But basically, shows debut in Broadway or in or or in London rarely, and then and then they might, if they're good, they'll get a touring, like uh, they'll they'll be there'll national be a touring tour, production, national, national tour, tour yeah. and obviously they'll come through Los Angeles. So that that's why we're saying you you have seen everything, even though we live out right. out here in LA. And even when we did, I'm you know raised in Michigan, we in living in Detroit, we did see stuff that came through town. My parents right. did take us me. Um, two musicals and um, my my the best story I wanted to share is that I was 10 and we spent the summers in Wisconsin right. and we drove to Milwaukee or was it Chicago it might have been Chicago for the day and my parents bought um, matinee tickets to a show uh -huh. and we were in the balcony and I didn't have my glasses and oh, I no. couldn't see but it was my first show. I was 10. Wow. So I really remember it vividly. I don't remember yeah. the show at all. Right. You don't know what show it is. But yeah. I know what show it is, oh. but, but <laughs> I don't want to talk more about that yet. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I just remember like being moved by the experience, even though I couldn't see it. Right. And then, you know, as, as I got older, we'd go, we saw Annie and I saw Vida, and those were my first two shows that were monumental to me. And like I bought the album and sat and played. So I think I've always had the interest and it's just kind of just nurturing it over time. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that as well, that there's, there is, it's a whole other kind of entertainment. Like um, it's it's not like watching a movie or a concert or um, something like that. Like there's, it, it, it is its own, it's a, you know, an obvious statement, but it's its own vein. And I, I guess what I'm saying is I can really feel that every time I go, it's like, wow, this is amazing to watch. For me, it's the tension of it being a live event, right? Yes, they've practiced this a hundred times. Yes, it's produced and there's lighting and costumes and all that, but they are, it's a one of one in a way, right? This is the only time that this performance is ever- Or this cast. Or this cast, you know, whatever that, is happening. Because we I was just telling this um, to Glenn tonight that, that you can look on Wikipedia and see like one of the, the big shows, like say Wicked's Come to Town. You yeah, can yeah. see who played it in Los Angeles. And there's familiar names yeah. that, that I don't know at the time, but because they were just unknowns yeah, yeah. or just starting, or they had just you know, got their first national tour or something. Yeah. So it is interesting to see performers right. where I don't normally pay attention to who it is, or, yeah, yeah. unless it's somebody famous in a guest role or something that's yeah. special. But I, like you were saying, it's like a sporting event. I don't think of it that way because I think... I, I, I'm impressed that they can do the same thing every night, yes. which is probably the tedious part of the job. But right. it's the same, I mean, like a show is the same every time you see it. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, I, I mean, I'm sure there's differences, but yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I like. I go to see something again because I loved it the first time. Yeah, yeah. But there has been differences that the show, oh, that one wasn't quite as good. I remember we saw 
um, Oklahoma once at, at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion downtown, and they had a horse, a real horse, oh, come wow. on stage. I've never seen a sh Oklahoma again yeah. with a real horse. That's amazing. You yeah, know, that's, so I mean, there's, there's been some shows that are memorable in a yeah. certain way for something specific right. that wouldn't make it to my top 10 list right. even, right. but that they have one thing that really was like, oh, I remember that show. Amundsen, there was some show with um, water uh -huh. on the stage and the kids dove into the water. Whoa. And like, how are they diving off of, you know, yeah. it, it's like yeah, it blows your mind how the stuff they can come up with. So. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely a fun creativity. Um, the other fun thing I think about theater, you, you brought this up before we started, was that um, is uh, the, the event of it, like getting dressed up, going out, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a, always a, it's a special night, you know, yeah. that, that, that culture and around like it. I told Levi, it's expensive. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We, we've been fortunate enough to be able to go. We, yeah. we knew it, but it is always like, oh, is this worth the money? Right. And when you, oh, and then if you think, I don't want to go see that show or I give tickets away, you're like, oh. That's really a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and we really do try to go to all of them because it is a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I do love that date night aspect of it. And for a long time, that was what we did on date night. And now we don't have anyone to take. So <laughs> we just, you know, we don't, we used to trade off, like, if there was something that came through that we had seen more than once, like, we'd take one of the kids. Right. So it would be a special you know, parent and yeah. child night. And then we, we could buy extra tickets for kids, for right. the kids to go. So they haven't seen nearly all the shows we have, but right. they but have seen a, a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's something I thank my parents for that it was important to them to take us, you know, take us to the theater um, once in you know once in a while. Like we definitely saw the big ones, and many of them are going to be on my list here. Um, but then, yeah, it's something that from then on, and I th and I think, like I say, from then on, I've been a fan of musicals. I also think like there's been some really popular. Music, like, and I'm, I am not the person talking about this, but I, I do feel there's been like a change in musical theater or like, and especially like, I feel like in the last five years, there's been a huge like repopularity of musicals. We're not listing um, movie only musicals in this. It's weird. We are doing strictly, you know, theater stage musicals, but that's the other, like, like uh, La La Land and Greatest Showman to me are, were a sign of like, oh, people like musicals again, right? Because right? I think like the musicals used to be produced right. for, for TV, 60s, it, 70s, yeah. 80s. But you know, for the last 30 years, there's not, there are very, very few like deliberately, you know, Hollywood produced musicals, right. but. And in the movies, which I love, yeah. you know, and both of those movies are different in a way, yes. you yeah. know, but I, I do, I, I would agree with you on that, that those two are, are standouts yeah. of why, their re revival of right. an old genre. Right. I mean, old movie musicals are a thing of the past, yeah. you know? I mean, like Grease or something right. was like the last, like uh, financially good... popular, like, yeah. you know, Mamma Mia or something like that, where yeah. they're more, they're trying to... But I put Mamma Mia in this with this current group because that's like yeah, new. The, um, someone said, I read this somewhere that like seeing, uh, oh, dang it, what's his name? Uh, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> seeing Hugh Jackman in... Uh, greatest showman and how good he was and how much he's clearly enjoying it was we were actually like robbed of like there's a great what if if like musicals had been popular for the last 20 oh, years and like Hugh Jackman was this been. amazing like he, have, musical have you seen him in man. Oklahoma no so he's in Oklahoma that's like his first claim to fame oh, he was really? on a tv show I'm a Hugh Jackman fan oh, okay but um <laughs> he was in Oklahoma he played Curly which is the lead role and uh -huh. he's fantastic I mean I've seen enough clips of it 
like you you think that's his only time. I mean, right. he is a you know Broadway performer too. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, there's yeah. another show that he did. I can't remember the name of it. But it's like, when is he coming to town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when is, when is Hugh funny. Jackman coming in that's this funny. show? So, yeah. But yeah, anyway. musicals, musicals are great. So uh, we're going to get into... Do you have anything, anything else before we get into our list? Any kind of, um, kind of introductory things? I do. I kind of was mulling over why I put something on my list. And oh, okay. I wanted to clarify that. Rules. Because okay. I think um, personal preference obviously holds... a the strongest value in right. ranking things with Levi. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I think like gross box office revenue, you know, shouldn't be a, it's not a factor in my list, but I considered it. Okay. And then if something won a lot of awards yeah, and just how popular it was. So I think if you look up any top 10 list of Broadway musicals, yep. it is, is how many shows there were, um, and how much the box office was. Yep. So I did, I have those statistics cool. for review, but I did kind of take all of those things into consideration yeah. and I still picked my number one for okay. personal reasons. Okay. So I did the same thing that, well, uh, again, I, I'm coming from a pool of 12. Like I've, I've, I've seen 12 musicals and I decided I have to rank, I have, to, I can only rank the ones I've seen. So right. like, um, I have, I wrote, I wrote down the examples, um, like Oklahoma, I haven't seen a, a proper live version of that one. Uh, the other one was um, uh, West Side Story. Like the, like when you Google the lists, there, yeah. was, there were top 10 lists that would have shows on it that I had not seen. So right. it's kind of like, I, you know, I, could, I can't really in good conscience rank it, even though I know both of those stories. You know, I've seen the movie, movie versions, movie versions yeah. of those and it's like, well, it doesn't, you know, doesn't count. So, um, so I did not include those. And yes, there's personal preference. I did look up... Um, like the Tony Awards for all the ones that I listed. Ooh. Um, so the year that they won the Tony and one did not, which is interesting. So I'm wondering, I gotta look at my notes. Well, so we'll see. So the Tony Award, again, if, if they don't know, because I feel like so self-conscious, like some people have no idea about musicals. Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, the Tony We're Award is... we educate yeah, the educational yeah. <laughs> portion of Levi. Ranking things with Levi with the educational <laughs> twist. The Tony Awards are like the Academy Award of musicals. Um, so if you win the Tony, that's like the, that you were the best yeah, that musical year. of that year. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see, look at my list and see if there's anything that didn't win, but I don't know. They might be nominated. They're all, all I think all my oh, shows are I'm nominated, sure, yeah. but I don't know what they've won. I don't know okay. that actual well, statistics. Well, if, if we share any, I'll, I can let you we'll know. We'll see. We have the internet. Let's do, so we'll do our top five and then we'll get to, um, if you had any, um, Honorable mentions. Yes. I had, so my top five was like there was the. It felt like a top four, and I had really tough, <coughs> tough call on my last was one. Two. Really tough my call. My fifth one was the is the hardest hardest spot. So I'm gonna feel. So I I wrote down five and six, but then anyways, I'll I'll explain the tier. So we'll get into like my. I had a tier essentially, and I could really be sold on any one of these ones being number five. Uh, but what's your number five? My number five is West Side Story. Okay, there you go. <laughs> we have seen this show. Um, but I, what I think about West Side Story is it's you know originally based on Romeo and Juliet, which is kind of reworking an old story. I like that element of it, but I love how it's incorporated dance. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a dancer at all. I sing for fun. So I'm always more into the singing. Um, but something about West Side Story um, moved me, uh -huh. um, and I think it's his, his, it's historic in how it brought dance to 
you know, it's one of those ones on my list. It is like, well, everyone says this is great. Um, and it has its place in history for a reason. Yeah. So I, you know, it is one of those Tony award winners and it's a legendary show, but I still love the songs. Samantha and I, you know, can sing the songs to each other. Yeah. So the music has stuck with me for my whole life. I think the, they made a movie version in the early sixties that I knew as a kid, you know, like we always yeah. had the album and it was just part of, of my upbringing. Yeah. So, so. I'm embarrassed, but I mean, the movie version, by the way, is, is massive. Like yeah, I just yeah. looked it up. It's 10 Academy Awards that it won, right. uh, including best picture of that year. And I didn't actually know that it came from a play yeah. until I did this research because yeah. the movie's so big. Right. And but, the movie's excellent. Right. I mean, and that's what I like about modern times is that you may not, you may not like, I mean, who would have ever thought Hamilton, you right. could watch it at home. Yes. You know, I yeah, mean, it's, it's really, just, really it's now how times have changed. Yeah. Um, and that some of these things are either they're making movies versions of it or they've you're like frozen yeah. they have a movie now they're making it a broadway show yeah. and that's yeah. what i think your resurgence of popularity in broadway musicals is part of disney yes. and some of the stuff that they've brought that is massively popular already right and now it's a whole new audience can see their favorite show in a whole new Do way, that way. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. i think is is appealing for me is like oh well there's new stuff yeah. mind you the stories are not same thing, that yeah. exciting because you already know. I mean, it's not based on a great story. It's based on it's already yeah. popular. So, but West Side Story, I think, was a standalone in its time, mm -hmm. and it's held the test of time. I think you could still tell the story today. Yeah. Just maybe you're changing, you know, no, yeah. some features of gang life or whatever. <laughs> but um, the music has definitely stuck with me. So. Yeah. That's why that's I'm a good putting one. it number five. Um. Uh, Frozen actually, because I just did this Tony's research, is nominated for the Tony the, the next year, Ooh. which is weird. But I, know, that, I just like that, I did, that again. I didn't know there was a Frozen musical. Wow. My number five is Dear Evan Hansen, ah. um, Good which choice. is definitely an example of, I would say, like modern pop uh, musicals. Like, I mean, the the album that is an album I listen to a lot. Um, and uh, a huge fan. We saw it. Also, it had a, it had a really amazing stage effect. So, Darren Hansen is a modern story about like high school kids essentially, and they did a really neat thing about text messaging. So, like, there's two screens yeah, in the left and the right. And, it, and so, so text messaging is and like tweeting or like social media is like a, a major character character, character plot yeah. plot uh, trick that they use. So. Um, and so I just really, really enjoyed that. Like I, it's a, it's a super fun, and the music's amazing. I can't. I think it's hard to describe the plot if you try to look up what Darren Hanson's about. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense because I I knew about it and heard it, and it was one of those shows. Oh, I can't wait to see yeah. this because it sounds so amazing and everyone's raving. But it was. I don't understand. I try to read a synopsis. I'm like, I don't get it. And then once you see it, yeah. And there's this other element that it makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. You have to see the dynamic between the the you know Evan Hansen and the and the uh, whatever the main character's name yeah. is. Um, but yeah, we I I love that and I, that that is probably second on the list of soundtracks that I listen to mm -hmm. of these of these top five. And that's I think one it's one of the shows I haven't really like gotten into it. it. Yeah. I mean I know the songs. Um I know some of the songs I'll put like a you know Spotify right. Spotify playlist on and it'll come up and I'm like, where is this from? Mm. And I don't I'm not familiar with it enough, which is surprising. Yeah. Because I usually have a good familiarity So that's that won the uh, Tony Award in twenty seventeen. Yes, I did know that. Ben Platt is from Encino. I did not know that. Yeah, wow, so he's local. He's a local boy. Yeah, I think that's he good. went to Harvard Westlake or one of the 
some probably some there's private a of, school, nice school in the valley here. here. So, What's your number four? My number four is a chorus line. Okay. And a chorus line is the show I saw in Chicago without okay. my glasses on. Oh, okay. So it might have something to do with that. But what I love about chorus line is if you don't know the story, it is about I don't know twelve people auditioning to be in the chorus of a musical. Okay. And they um, the 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 format's kind of flipped. You're back. You're backstage with them. You know, you're not. It's oh. not they're not in a performance yet. So they're talking to the director who's never seen, and he's asking them, why did you get into um, theater? You know, why are you in this business? What did you do? And they all have their own personal story, which I loved because it kind of tells about how um, how the process happens. Yeah. Like how they get auditions, how str uh, they okay. struggle, That's how they get hurt, and their career's ruined. Right. And, and, right. and it's one of those... Um, Tony Award sweeps, it says. Um, best musical, best choreography, and the Pulitzer Prize for drama. Oh, wow. So, and it is one of those longest-running shows in history, and it, the the finale of the music is... I, I played it for Glenn today. I have it on my, <laughs> on my computer queued up for you later. Um, but it moves me every time. Yeah, Like, wow. I feel like this swell of like, oh, this is so great. I love it. That's cool. And every single time. And they made a movie version of it that's uh -huh. lame. Okay. Michael okay. Douglas is the director in the movie version. It's from the 80s. But it's lame. It doesn't give the same effect. I mean, the performances are good. The songs are still good. But yeah. I wouldn't, like, doesn't say, translate. go watch the movie okay, to I feel it. Okay, I won't do it. that. I won't but do that. But we, um, even my high school did a chorus line. Yeah. You know, I mean, they have to change some of the parts because not all of it's A little bit racy. But, uh, but it is one of those, I will never not go see chorus line. Yeah, that's cool. I will cool. never give away my tickets. Man, yeah. I'm, so, I'm curious because I definitely know, I knew the name, but I don't know anything else about I it. I love so. it. I love it. I'll I get into that. Every song. I mean, and that's my number four. That's number four. That's so we got I'm gushing. Gotta, gotta, I'm gushing lot, on my number four. We got a lot of places yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Lion King. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you put Lion King on. <laughs> I, um, I am a. I mean, I think it's. It's the movie that came out the year you were born, or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's 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 a yeah, it's Sentiment. definitely an important story for my generation. Um, I do want to trash Mary Pop. I've seen Mary Poppins and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, and yes, they're yes, and yes. not good, <laughs> like not close to as good. Like Lion King has a, I think it is again how interesting how they play all the animals, and it's the same, you know, it's the same most of the same music as the movie, um, but it, but it's. Great. I don't know. It's just for some reason. I don't know. I I wonder why don't I'm just. It's on my honorable mention. Okay. Okay. But I just don't that. know why I'm justifying it over the other. Like what? I'm wondering what it is about Lion King that was so great compared to Aladdin, Mary Poppins, and Beauty and the Beast. It's a spectacle. I think it I is. I can answer that for you. Okay. I yeah. think it's a spectacle. I think it, the way it's presented. I mean, it's not on my. It's not on my list. Okay. But I'm gonna. I'm going to support your, your right, choice good. and Phew. why you, you picked it because you're sitting in the audience and animals are coming down the aisle and they are moving and they look real right but you know it's puppets right. and it's you're just amazed by that yeah. and and you know the music is good already but we knew that going in mm -hmm. you know so i don't think the story is that original because it's a movie right. but um i think the disney part of it yeah boosted it and gave it that oomph to yeah. make it amazing to see in person yeah it, it, it is really striking um, and while, and I think feels, feels somehow uniquely theater, like, 
I think, yeah, just the, the largeness of it and um, the amazing things that people are doing and how they are all, you know, humans acting as animals. And, and, and moving from an animated movie right. into live. To have an expectation. Right. right. And, that, and they did it well. Yeah. 1998 Tony Award winner. Wow. Lion King. Uh, it is also on the list for the most top top grossing shows. Oh, really? $1.4 billion. Wow. So whoever thought of Lion King on Broadway. Wow. What number a, What number is it on that? That's number one. The oh, that's number one. That is the number one. Wow. Okay. That's time. amazing. Yeah. $1.463 million. $1 billion. $463 million. Wow. Sheesh. So. Must be it, nice. It's got some merit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> likes it. What's what's your number three? My number three, I had a friend who you know say to me, I really hope that Wicked is on your list. Okay. And so for Kristen Atwood, <laughs> uh, it was on my list before I talked to her. So um, if you know Kristen, Wicked is a special place in her heart. But Wicked is definitely uh, a unique experience um, because I think the music was so awesome. The music mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, and it's spectacular to mm -hmm. see it in person. Um, there's a, 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 I have my little video playlist to share with Levi is the end of the first act and Glinda is a witch yep. and yep. you know, retelling of the I'm Wizard already, of Oz kind of story. If you don't have heard of it. I'm right there with you about how this is, this moment's so <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. And it's so great. She, she, you know, flies on her broom for the first time. And as she flies over the audience, there's this big drape of fabric that ties her to the stage still. So you, it's all an illusion. Yeah. But you think she's she's flying over, you yeah. know, she's just flying above the stage. But I don't know, there's something about it. And the score, the score is amazing. We saw it the week before Idlewild. Okay. And we got the, I, I don't know, I think I downloaded the album to my iPod. Yeah. <laughs> and we played it in the car the whole way. Oh man. Me and the kids. My three children, and we all like had it half memorized by the time we got there. So Wicked is definitely the number one in in, in, in this exact category. The number one album that Jess and I play together when we are driving late at night and we don't want to fall asleep. Oh, you can sing along, <laughs> of course. Because we we both just like turn it up and just belt it for you know the whole thing. Um, and it's another uh, record breaker with a mm. billion dollars in revenue. Oh, sheesh. Um, so it's also the second highest grossing musical trailing only to The Lion King. Wow. And it has 10 Tony Awards, musical, book, orchestration, score, choreography, costume, lighting, scenic design, and two nominations for Best Actress when there's really only two people in the show. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. I mean, that does well, a sweep, too. It did lose, though. No, it lost to Avenue, Avenue Q. Which I don't like. No, I know. It's, it was, <laughs> it's, it's not on my. It's not ever a, gonna be on my list. I have a link on. <laughs> I have a link on mine that it um, because it's like the number one snub in in Tony history. Oh, I Is that it. Avenue Q? But one. I can see why they wouldn't want to vote Ages for poorly. Wicked too. Yeah. Because it's like so production yeah. value centric. Yeah. Or commercialized. But I think oh, I think the 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 vocals on those two yeah. ladies are just unreal. And it's also a book. Yeah. And I haven't read the book. So this well, is one of those. It's a book those, first, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a book first. Gregory yeah. something. Um, yeah, and it's one of those things. Oh, I should probably read that someday because Wicked's number three on my list. I just would like to see what's the comparison or yeah. how it's different. We um, we were the first. I don't know if it's, I think it might be the second time because I think we saw it here. And then in the mid-2000s, we were on a family trip to New York. 
and we had Jose Viramontes with us, which is a random call, but if you know who it is, you know who it is. If you don't, you don't. And, but Jose had decided to come on our trip late and we had decided to buy one ticket there. Anyways, Jose, so Jose sat in the front row. Like we were all- Oh, he's alone. He's alone, he was a solo. And we got a ticket like on the walk up, whatever it is you do there. If you're alone, you can can try and buy tickets at at the door. And Jose, so Jose sat in the front row and we all sat like wherever our four tickets were. Nosebleeds. And, um, <laughs> and it was hilarious because it just completely blew his mind. And we had all seen it. We had definitely seen it here in LA and then decided to like see a Broadway show. And we all, we, our whole family was so in love with it yeah, at that point. Yeah, it is excellent. But even seeing, you know, it's funny you talk about seating because a seat can make or break your experience. Mm. Like my chorus line with not being able to see, we right. were in the mezzanine, it was the same thing. We bought a matinee right. and we were just walked up and just got them on the fly. But I have seen shows, I, uh, we saw the producers and um, I wanted, somebody famous was in the cast, but we have our traditional seats are on the left aisle, but it's the third row. Yeah. And I could see them sweat. Yeah, wow. I could see the sweat fly off their face, which kind of was like, ew. Yeah. But I couldn't see anybody's feet. We can never see anyone's feet. So oh, if no. there's like impressive dancing, we're at a disadvantage. Just but we're close because I can see the microphone and the yeah, sweat. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. can look at you. Right, but right, But I right. can't see what sh- their shoes look like. That's funny. So it's weird. So tap dancing shows really don't yeah. work for your seats. Yeah, well, you get the general gist. <laughs> 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 you don't lose it all completely, but you know. So that was your number three. Number three. It is. It will feature on my list, but it is my number three is where I put Hamilton. Ooh. So, um, what's to say about Hamilton? Uh, it, that you already haven't said before. That I already haven't said before, or especially my brother. Your brother. I, know. My, I mean, an all time, and this is an <laughs> uh, an all time embarrassing story for me is when you remember Luke exhorted on the top. Or- like four spiritual lessons you can learn from Hamilton. I may have been there for that one. So I'm not so gonna say anything. The good thing, the good thing is Luke doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, so. oh well, I can't say anything. Still, That's he's fine. going to now. The one time if I ever say anything, he's gonna listen. But anyways, it was really funny to me. Um, but it's a, it was, such. A, I hadn't seen it and I wasn't familiar with it. At oh, the that's time. funny. Yeah, he really fell in love with this show and, and led me to like it as well. I mean, Hamilton was interesting because I think it's the first time in my life where I knew the soundtrack before I saw the show, mm-hmm. like many people. Right. I mean, I think like many, many people because it was incredibly hard to get into. And then finally it's traveled and I'd listened to the soundtrack a hundred times by then. Um, my favorite description I'd heard was it was The Economist magazine, which I subscribed to for many years, which is embarrassingly dorky. But um they they had they called it the most American thing ever. I like that. Which is kind of a funny line. The most American thing, period, ever. And that was the title. This is the most huh. American thing ever. Because it's a random American essentially a you know, low level American founding father story about uh, immig- about being an immigrant and kind of making your way and, and, and then it's a it's a redemption story and it's a rap like rap music was invented in the United right. States. It's a rap opera. And stereotypical casting is not. Yeah, it's not. Ser- it's not at all. Yeah. So it's it's, it's really interesting that because there's so much about Hamilton that like, it's telling a story about um, Alexander Hamilton, the ten dollar bill guy, and it's, and like in oh, terms. Yes, yes. You probably should recap what it's about just in case <laughs> the people under your podcast. Yeah. Like, I think. Well, I think it's yeah exactly. But I think um, I think it's a it's a 
it's a fascinating story of Alexander Hamilton who founded the Department of Treasury. That's really his number right. and one. And there there's like, a take show away. about that. Right. Right? And that's <laughs> the most boring thing. Like that statement is so boring. But so really the whole show is not about like it's it's about some much bigger concepts of like right. immigration and and race issues and uh, the like the imperfect nature. And the Revolutionary War. Revolutionary War. Imperfect nature of war. Became right. shaped. I, and, the, the line that always stuck with me, and I don't know it exactly because I don't remember the soundtrack that well. Yeah. I think it's showing my age. But um, the, out of the Federalist Papers, yeah. he wrote, you know, 62 of them or yeah. something. Yeah, and yeah. the other guy wrote four. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, oh. it goes a testament of how, yeah. you know, he was influential in the United States yes. forming, um, whether for, you know, good or bad. So that is one of my favorite lines because it's from the song Nonstop and it's a. It's uh, the Aaron Burr who eventually kills Hamilton in a duel, right? That's really? the yeah, that's that's that's, that's, the... that's the big twist. Um, uh, he's also like the narrator, which is this show also. Okay, now I'm a, now I'm on the side, but the soundtrack. Make a new drink while you. Okay, do. you can't you can't really listen to the soundtrack, and then um, and then actually get everything without watching it. Yes. Like, so there's you really do need to watch it to understand. Uh, the whole story. Satisfied is Satisfied. the song that does not make any sense until yep. you see it. You need to see it. And there's very little actual dialogue that's not sung, but it's really strange. You need to see what's happening. So Aaron Burr, like, is constantly, he kind of runs in and out of the scene and he'll say a line. Protagonist, too. Right. Or no, the antagonist. Yeah, he's the essentially time, the bad guy, you right? You know he is. But, but he's also the, like, the narrator. And so he says in that song nonstop, he says, like, John Adams fell sick and wrote five and right. the other guy wrote 12 and Hamilton wrote the other 51 and it's like this big climax but he is not in that song until that point it's kind of a funny like he walks in and says and kind of says this narration um but anyways it's a neat uh, uh great yeah great great show I don't know but but it, and it was interesting making this list because I was it's definitely the one I've I don't know listened to the most but I don't think it impacted me it feels different in a way. Like it, 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 it impacts. You can watch it on TV. You can watch it on TV, and by the way, it's fantastic, it's fantastic on Disney on Plus. TV. It's well worth doing. Although, uh, what I do, what Jess and I do, we've done it twice, is we actually don't watch the second act. That was going to be my <laughs> next sentence. Something about it. I mean, I it is. It's on my list. Um, but there's something that shifts in the second act oh, that I don't. Depressing. I don't enjoy listening to the songs as much, no. even though some of them are just as equally great. Uh, but I like the yeah. first act so much better. So I don't know what that means. You're not you're definitely not getting a, the trade-off that you would need to make the second act worth it as far as quality or like how like quality of songs, all the best songs. I mean we could do I could do a ranking things of Hamilton songs. Like top five are all in the first act. Okay, good. So you're not really glad you agree. Yeah, you're not really like missing one or something in the second act. And it's just sad. That's when he has his right. his affair and then he eventually yeah. dies. It's just and his it son dies darker. and it's like, geez. Right. Like so you don't need to you can just turn it off and have you've had a great hour and a half already. That's true. Okay, so, good. That's I feel I better because I always like I never know I don't know all the songs to the second half. I feel like I should know no, those yeah. in my Broadway. The last song knowledge. is nice. Like the end of the the end of the whole thing is nice, but uh, yeah. but yeah, the, all the fun ones are in the front. Um, so, so that's Hamilton. That's my number three. So then what is your number two? My number two uh, has was nominated for record sixteen Tonys while seeing the soundtrack become a chart success. And it's Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it is my number two. 
I couldn't, I, I hemmed and hawed about really placing it that high. Yeah. Because like I said, I don't love the second act so right. much. And I thought, well, does that warrant being your number two? But I think for its historical significance, yeah. um, it, it, not in the storyline, but in um, uh, our modern times and how well it was received and an amazing you know the writing yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah and i and i messaged you a couple of weeks ago to watch that sound what's that quote did i say it was called where he's analyzing the one oh, song oh, oh, um, song decode song exploder song exploder so on netflix yeah and netflix there's a series called song exploder now it used to it is a podcast still too but um but there's four episodes and one of them is the hamilton and, wa- we, and we watch that i would tell anybody to just to watch that to see how it's not just one person making right. a, a musical or yeah. a show or, or, or a song I was blown away by that, and yeah. it, it just really just I think Lin Manuel Miranda is amazing. We did actually see him in in the Heights when he came to oh, LA. Oh, interesting! And I remembered him. Yeah, and, yeah. And like, oh, there, you know, he, you know, the write up in the little program, and it's like, oh, this guy's cool, and he's in it, and he wrote it all, and he's writing yeah, yeah. it all, and yeah. then he's doing a new show. Right. So I mean, I had like the one yeah. celebrity person who came through town that. I remember who it was. Yeah. So, I, like, I know I've seen him in, in real life. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was special. I, I remember, um, so Jess and I were in New Jersey. We go to New Jersey most summers. And obviously, we're like an hour from New York City. And I remember this very clearly. So, Lynn had already come off the show. It had not started traveling. Everyone was still there except him. So, Leslie Odom Jr., all the other big, all the other big. Everyone's devastated. And right. Sales but, plummet. But, no, but even then, because it had been announced that, I think it was July 4th weekend or, like, July 15th they were the next like five or six were going to come off and, the, and then the traveling show was going to launch and all that it was the end of like the end the, of the original the, cast yeah. and i looked at tickets because i thought like i really like i should do this it felt like buying a collector's edition or something <laughs> like i was like i should do this like for my life like it'll be a life accomplishment that i've saw that i saw like everyone but lynn yeah and they were 950 dollars. that was the cheapest way, way to get ridiculous. in and i was just like no thanks no i can't do it yeah like, there is a that you're like, <laughs> like I, can't, no. I can't do it but uh, but i was ready to you know you you probably we all know the feeling i was like okay i'm, I'm ready like i'm gonna look at the price and I'll, I'll pay a lot like i'll do it you know like this might be important 950 dollars yeah. no or you hear people going to the super bowl or something oh yeah, yeah tickets are three thousand dollars a piece i'm like what yeah well you, you can probably see it better on tv right yeah it's just like just to the, say you've been the going would have yeah. been the point yeah um so. well so hamilton is mine or sorry hamilton is my number three and wicked is my number two this puts us in an interesting spot because we have to, if we don't have the same number one, and we haven't mentioned, I would say there's two very classic musicals that have not been mentioned. Correct. There's more than two, but... Uh, okay. Well, though maybe not that you've seen. Not that I've seen. Like, two very classic musicals of the last 30 years. I don't want to go. I want you to go. And then I wanted to tell you what I think. Okay. Um, I'm just very nervous. Well, I, yeah, I know. Well, I'm nervous, too. I'm nervous, too. Well, because... <laughs> Um, again, how have we not mentioned this one? Or we're that either one? we are either putting this number one, and then the other person doesn't have. We're either sharing. We're either both right, hopefully, or one of us is right, and one of us is wrong. There's no right and wrong. <laughs> that was not the parameters of ranking things with Levi. Your answers will be wrong if you don't so, agree with. Me. Okay, my number one is Les Mis. Well, lucky for you, Woo! it's my number oh, one. Oh, good. Also. Let's just have a let's it just have a Lamez gush fest. Favorite show of all time. There was not even a question mm. of putting it anywhere else. Yeah, I did not. I debated Hamilton, maybe. Yeah. But then I don't like the second act so much. Yeah. No, I mean, but there was never a question. And you can ask anyone who knows me. They're like, oh, Lamez is your number one. Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, if you know anything about me. 
It is absolutely my favorite, and I can I can't I can't explain it why. It's just I I don't I don't want to take away from you explaining why you picked it as number one. <laughs> well, I I love it I love it so much. It, I've seen it four times also, which is a lot for not you know it's a lot for anybody. I've seen it four times. I really I really enjoy it. Um, it was one of Jessica and I's first dates when I went to visit her in New Jersey. We, she knew I was a Les Mis fan, and we went there. It was still, it's, it's probably still there. Yeah, probably. And so we um, uh, Maybe not this that. month, but... Yeah, probably not right now. <laughs> um, so I think it's, and actually one of the things I said to Jess out loud about this was I listed, I kind of just quickly did how many songs I knew off the top of my head. So, but you can sing the whole score. <laughs> so, Les Mis, so Les Mis was like that. Les Mis was like, oh, I know almost every, I think I know every song. You know, like, yeah. uh, which unlike even Wicked or Hamilton, I don't know all of them, no. right? I know the clap, like some of the big the, the, ones. Yeah, probably. But Les Mis, I just, stuff. yeah, I just really do love it front to back. I think it's, I identify, and this is, you know, being, having a French last name, I've essentially decided oh. to be French, right? <laughs> because when I did my 23andMe, it's like less than 15%. But, yeah. but I, so I've chosen, you're, Fren- you're going you know, all in French on heritage. French. As, I'm I mean, for my thing just here. my it's just the culture I've chosen. That's true. so that does not apply to my life. But, but it does help. <laughs> that's the reason, though. Les Mis is like, oh yeah, like the, you know, this is this this is a story of my people. Well, some kind but they're of, but the story of your people, and they're not winning. No, I no. mean, it's I a saying, lose lose. I think story. To, I think I think what I love about Les Mis is it's a real range of emotions too. That like that you it it is a really compelling long story you know with ups and downs and like like ham like ha- hamilton wicked is like there's a consistent theme there's a consistent theme to leave us but i'm just saying that's it's much less of a roller coaster uh-huh. but i think well my well. history of lame is um i was a, a wee lass in 11th grade mm-hmm. and chasworth high had a very popular drama department and the teacher had been there for like 30 years and okay. he would go to london to see the hot new musical of the year and would come back with wow. a little, little wall-sized poster to hang in the drama room. And he came back and raved about Les Mis. Well, of course, by the time we we're gonna get to see it is you know, like five years later, because then it had to come to Broadway yeah. and then came to LA. And so by the time it had come to LA, it had already had all this massive success. And we were all just like, we have to see it. And so I think I probably would have been in college or something. I, I saw it before I knew Glenn. So that's 1988, and I loved it with my parents. And then I knew the soundtrack. I had that. They had it. The original CD wasn't the full score. Okay. They they came out with a later release of like the original, like start to finish. Yeah. And I got the original score. And then I saw it again. I'm like, wait, that song's not in there. How's the transition between? Yeah, yeah. How's that happen? And then when they came out with the full score, I was hooked. I think I had to buy a second copy of the wow, CD. Wow, burn the CD it. out. That's amazing. Yeah, and I remember going to the CSUN library. I listened to that original, the full-length score on an album in the library. Wow. I'm like, that's absurd. So, <laughs> what a nerd. So, Glenn knew what he was getting. And, I mean, like I mentioned, I have sung before. Right. Um, and... I mean, this is kind of a personal romantic moment. Um, Uh I Dreamed a Dream is the first song I ever sang to Glenn, Uh along with the record, but he never heard me sing. And that was the song. So it does hold a special place in my heart for those reasons, too, that it has like milestones in my, my teen years. But every time I see it, I mean, I remember seeing it for the first time. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like, just loving every second of it. And the movie kind of disappointed, but... 
It's it's fun. The songs are still good, and I can yeah, sing along, and it's fun. Uh, you know, and it's another one. Of, it's not it's not high on the top grossing. It's only four hundred and six million dollars. That's hard to believe. But it's um, on the 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 number of shows. It's um, got more shows. I don't know if the world doesn't think it's as popular, but it's still it's performed six thousand times. There's been six thousand six hundred wow. shows of, and eight Tony Awards in nineteen eighty seven. So yeah, that's yeah. about about right. It came out in nineteen eighty, so that makes that yeah. your your timeline is making yeah. sense there. So, um, anyway, it took a while to get all the way to LA, but yeah, we've seen it probably four or five times, and my kids have all seen it, and I will not miss it if it comes to town. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it had a, it was like a record record number Tony winner when it came out. So if that matters to people, that and Dream to Dream would be your favorite song. Um. I do like lovely ladies. Yeah. I and what I there is oh I wish I, sh I should share this with you later. There is a link in um, there's a guy on YouTube who explains why Les Mis is the perfect musical. Okay. And he talks <laughs> about how the songs um, have a thread throughout the whole show. Okay. That there is the same melody in the beginning. That there is um, the re recurrence reprises of the song later on, uh -huh. and how they've changed it just to like a minor key, and that okay. it changes the tone. That's cool. And so, lovely ladies is in the beginning; they're prostitutes. It's the end; everyone's dead, and they're mourning the losses of their comrades. Right. So it's the same song, but has two different, very oh, interesting, yeah. different, um, you know, s uh, moods to it. So, yeah. You know, but I just can't. I can't not. Uh, hear this. Yeah, that's and my number one. Go yeah. berserk. Right. You know, and I love these um, anniversary concerts where they're just standing. I think we've seen it at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. And just, I mean, just you know, seeing it, and I can sing the whole thing. So yeah, so good. I don't know. I love it. Well, I love the a, costumes. I love everything. This is fun it. that we matched the same number one. Yay! Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan. So this is so. I didn't know our, that about you. I'm glad. Our top three is the same. Essentially, we yeah. we flipped Wicked and Hamilton, and Wicked. And I could I'm, I could flip it back too because I think Wicked is better in some ways, but I like the uniqueness of Wicked. Hamilton. Wicked for me was it's like an American yeah, thing. It's very American. The uh, Wicked was my only debate to move into number one, but it, it just yeah, Les Mis being just what I personally am more partial to. I think is what I why I kept it there. Um, then we have different fours and fives. I put Lion King and Dear Evan Hansen. And yeah, Dear Evan Hansen's not on my list. Um, my honorable mentions are are also some popular shows that I could put, or yeah, Glenn, so, Glenn would probably put on a top five list. Well, it's, so let's but. so that's our top five. I'm I'm glad we have so much parody at the top. Yes. Um, but to me, Phantom of the Opera was is that was the one I was nervous about that we you weren't thought I was going to pick that piano. maybe that was going to be your number one. I mean, and I've seen it like five times. I feel like it's I feel like it's the most famous musical um, in a it way. Is the, What's the word? The most number of shows, 13,370. Yeah. And There's then that? let's see about the cost economics it's number 3, 1.15 right. billion. So that's that's that definitely is like popular. It's if popular. someone says like musical theater that right. to to me is the Mickey Mouse of you know what I mean like that's like the, that's the Coca Cola of musical theater. Yeah, and it I, I think it's what a lot of people think theater is. Right. But I find it kind of dark and. Gloomy. I don't enjoy it. I like them. I mean, I know them. I can't lie. Yeah. I know all the songs. I know the music. I know the story, and I still walk away from going. Huh. It's so just, <laughs> this is random, but the only well, thing I don't have that passionate love of it. Like I don't leave exhilarated or no. like that was amazing. Yeah. It's theatrical, you know, the chandelier comes. It's one of those shows that like, the chandelier comes crashing down yeah. and it's like a really amazing technical thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
that's my takeaway. Yeah. There's fog on the stage. What? I don't know. <laughs> fog and a chandelier and, and, and Michael Crawford, it. who was like, you know, in half of the performances. Yeah. And, and he was amazing, but no one else has been quite the same. Right. So. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not a fan. It's, it's not uplifting. It's not particularly fun. Yeah. Um, it's not a fun the only, show. The only thing, the, the, and what, one thing I realized that my, actually my favorite song from the show is like none of the big ones. It's Ma- Masquerade. It's like, yes. that's, that's it's actually. It's the big first song of Act 2. Oh, is it? That's yes. right. Okay. Because so, the chandelier came down. Yeah. And then during intermission, they slowly crank it back up. And uh, now, whoo, we're back Masquerade. And now it's a whole new day. We're over that. Really <laughs> I mean, it. Well, I mean, I know, I know the story. I love that song. I know the story. <laughs> That's my favorite song. Yes. Um, no, it is very good. And, but it's opera, so you can't really yeah. sing along. Right. And, I, don't know, I don't know. The other one I put in my honorable mention was Once, which I know we... I, we ha- we've do- discussed this. Yeah, because we saw it in the same yeah, month or something. Uh, and it was here at the same time. And you right. raved about how you love the movie. Yes. Which I've never seen still. Oh, really? And so we took our kids because... Levi and Jess love what? <laughs> and we gotta all go see it. Can we please go see it? So we went and then we got the soundtrack or we yeah. bought the CD uh-huh. and it was different people uh, and it didn't sound the same. Right. And they were crushed. Like oh, it yeah. didn't sound like what we heard. Problem. And because the CD was probably the Broadway the or one. whatever, the right, better right, right, version right. and it was disappointing the people mm-hmm. we saw in real life. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It just, it mostly was just, it's just, was was fun more yeah. basically those that's the only one that was good compared to all the other ones that i saw that i'm not listing so which was six other so you, what, what else have you seen that you didn't want to put on honorable mention amelie oh, I never, I never, mary poppins aladdin if then uh-huh and beauty and, and the beast Manziel. yeah adina yeah. menzel's follow-up act yeah that was, it's good it's got some catchy tunes but not enough to yeah warrant being on that list no it's not any great of all um, time but i would have to mention joseph and the technicolor dream Pro. okay yeah um it has made me remember the 12 tribes of israel <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um i like the interpretation of a bible story in mainstream media right. and what i like about joseph and i had a friend tell me about it in high school and he's like you're gonna love this show um, and I was like, oh, I couldn't stand it. But as I got older, I, I once I listened to it or saw it in its entirety, each song is a different genre. Right. There's a country song. Interesting. There's a calypso song. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's you know slow melodramatic song. I and I love it. And it's yeah. fun. And it's a good thing with the kids. Uh-huh. It's energetic. You feel like ah, oh, it's just a fun evening out. Yeah. So I think that would be on my honorable mentions. I mean, Phantom is on my honorable mentions. And Lion King. Which I'm Lion King could be my sixth place, but um, Oklahoma definitely was a favorite, and Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Chicago has its own, you know, merits, but it's just too rated R. Yeah. Um, and Fiddler on the Roof oh, is one man. of those. I've seen Fiddler on the Roof. That's thirteen. Classics, but I kind of grow weary of singing the songs, so I don't love it in that way. That yeah. I would say I want to listen to that all the time. I've enjoyed Fiddler on the Roof. I've seen it a couple times, and but that's one of those like kids, you know, high schools right. do Fiddler. Yeah, my school did Fiddler. Yeah, yep. And mm, I don't know. Yeah, I was never in it. Didn't ever do it. You know, so the last time I went to see it, the the Tevya, the main character, we, we, he had performed it like seven hundred times or something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and I don't know if I'd want to live my whole life just doing <laughs> one show, but yeah. I, you know, I could see if it's a it's a paying gig and you're and it's popular because it's been around since you know fifty years. Right. I could see why they're still gonna do it. Yeah, it's wild. So that's my reasoning, my list. I have well, more statistics, but they're kind of boring. It's more about you know, um, like Phantom of the Opera. 
certified four times multi-platinum. Wow. So platinum once is one million imprints. Crazy. Four times multi-platinum. So I don't even know how many that means. But yeah, they're just crazy. Like Les Mis, original production ran for 16 years. 16 years? I mean, th th that's what I think is, is interesting about these shows that have lasted. Yeah. Why have they lasted? You know, like how many years will Hamilton be live? For a long time. You know. So I, I, uh, I listened to a podcast about the economics of Broadway one time. And it was in it's interesting because basically people produce and they fund these shows. And it's, it's not cheap. It's like 10 or $15 million right. to, to even run it in, in Broadway. And that's paying everybody and writing it and all that. But... That ten or fifteen million dollars is like gambles that they're making to get it to a, get it to have it, have a traveling cast. If right. you have a traveling tour, you've, you're gonna, you're going to make your money back. So it's like they're just trying to like they, people buy shows or whatever, yeah. and, and then well, and Disney's probably buying off. like you know right. Frozen right. for two hundred million. Well, they might they probably know, make yeah they, yeah I don't, I don't know. And Frozen Frozen the musical was was great. I mean I'm not I'm, I'm we're past animation movie age yeah, in yeah, my yeah. house, so I haven't been quite as mainstream with my animation right. current event current movies. But so I hadn't seen Frozen the movie. Right. <laughs> which sounds weird, but we saw the musical and the you know the way she touches the stuff and it turns to ice yeah the way they did it oh it's pretty is cool so cool yeah and you're like what and then her dress changes and yeah, I, mean, yeah. I love that and yeah. that's what i like even though i'm not maybe a super fan i love the effect and how they can do that stuff without magic right. yeah you know, without a, a computer cool. and without special effects like in a movie yeah. so you know i like when they can be creative and but we've seen some duds, and they're memorable for their own reasons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. But no, I mean, the ones that are good stick with you. Yeah. And I think that's what makes you want to see it again. Or yeah. to tell somebody, no, go, go see, see musical theater. I yeah. mean, I think it is. Ha it has has its own, um, you know, unique quality. And yeah. that's why I always want to go. I want to take my kids. I want to, like, I want you to see this in real life. There's a magic, you know? there's a magic there. That's what, I'm trying to, that's what I've been trying to explain for this whole hour or whatever is like there's there's definitely something to it and cats is oh, one yeah. of those ones that is is on the top list of most popular and i don't understand <laughs> i know my in-laws have saw it back when it was first out and they fell asleep <laughs> and they've never let that down so they never want to see anything else again because they compare to cats so i know it's one of those like people love it or hate it and I'm like i don't get it yeah you know it's the same thing humans as animals is interesting, but uh, no, it's not on my list. I've only seen that as a high school production. I haven't seen the. Well, real it's thing. probably better in Broadway. Yeah, probably. <laughs> With real dancers and not, you know, 11th graders. <laughs> so. Great. All right. Well, what else? I got, I got more answers for your questions. So, what am I eating? Yeah, what are you eating lately? What am I eating? I'm eating shishito peppers. Oh. Okay. Every time they're on a menu, I need to get them. So it's kind of out of season now. I think it's not a fall. I don't know. It's it's just one of those things we discovered on a menu, and I was like, yeah. I'm gonna get these, and now we get them everywhere we go. They're really I good. I caught them. I had them on Saturday actually, mm -hmm. but Glenn tried to grow them for us oh, over interesting. the summer, and he didn't have success with his first batch of seeds he got, so he bought them again, and then grew a couple. So we probably got about eight peppers, yeah. <laughs> enough to make it's like, like one, sing, one, one serving. serving. Yeah. So you can get them at uh, Trader Joe's. Will hold them, or yes. Sprouts will carry them. Um, you can, and you can. They're you can easy buy them enough. In the store. Yeah. They're easy enough to make at home, but I, I, yeah, they are usually very, very good. And out. I like 
like the Asian flair yeah. that it gives. And Jess and I like often one, order them too. One out of ten peppers is spicy. It's the fun. They're yeah, peppers, that's fun. If you don't know, they're peppers, but no, they're not fun. hot peppers. Right. They taste. They're, they're really tasty. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm a, we're huge Shishito pepper fans. Yeah. Um, I was told that the Padron pepper is the same, and it's not. So I had a Padron pepper plant, and they just all came out super spicy. They look similar. So, anyways, nobody nobody listened to that lie. Um, <laughs> I am eating anchovies lately. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I put it on my Instagram. Wasn't but that what you said you were eating with your last podcast? Sardines. So it's oh. been it's been uh, it's been tinned fish all year. Um, just 2020. 2020 is for of, me the year of, of Levi's eating out of the pantry. <laughs> tinned fish, but anchovies are really good. Um, I don't like fish. Mm. So that's like yeah, my drawback is, of why I don't really... want either sardines <laughs> or anchovies. Tinned fish is definitely fishy fish. Like there's no, you're you're at the far level of like. Fishiness. You gotta like it. Yeah. Um, You're not but anyways, me. sardines are a little more delicious in that they can. They're kind of more of a condiment than a food. Like, so a, a good way to eat sardines is like just a big piece of bread and olive oil, and then like a couple sardines on it, and that's really good. But it's like it's more like salt or like you know soy sauce. That's really. So the anchovy. Then what are you preparing? Excuse me. I always get them flipped. What I was talking about just now was anchovies. anchovies. Okay, because that's so like a Caesar sardines. salad. Is anchovies yes, the garnish? Correct. Yes, yeah, Caesar. Whatever. Yeah, anchovy is like a condiment. A sardine is a food that you would eat, okay. like with a fork. Anyways, um, uh, they're both delicious. Oily. Sardines so oily. are oily. Yeah, so oily. Oil, yeah. Both from oily. Yeah. Ugh. They're preserved in oil usually. No, thank Anyways, you. Anyways, ten pass. fish, ten fish forever. I'm not coming over anytime soon. <laughs> oh. Um. Do you have a? What am I listening to? Hey, what are you listening to? Podcasts. Oh, great. That has been my new thing. I'm not that I'm new to discovering them, but I'm new to branching out, I yeah. think. And more, I, I enjoy like walking farther so yeah. I can listen to a whole podcast, yeah. which I never used to. I always used to listen to music. Right. So I've enjoyed that more. Um, I, I I don't have... Uh, I run the gamut of David Tennant yeah. um, has podcasts. Mm -hmm. He's very interesting. Uh, he has good questions of his guests. Um, Noble Blood, mm -hmm. which is about like one. royalty. Yeah. Um, Infamous America doesn't have a large following, but I haven't it's, seen that one, no. it's about. Um, he's got two. He's got an old West version, um, and then uh, the uh, Infamous America would be like Alcatraz. Okay. You know, okay. and then or things like you know, John Dillinger. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like famous historical people that may have not been right the criminal element to it, and then the Old West. I don't know what the official title is, but if you find Black Barrel Media is the brand, huh. um, and they do uh, Old West, they're doing Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, that's cool. Right so I like yeah. his style. I like mystery ones or true crime. Yeah. But I think podcasts. yeah, I'm I'm obviously a huge fan of podcasts. Being a podcaster, but um, I you um, don't have to listen to them just to have. It's true, but I listen to a ton of podcasts. Like I, I'm at a point where if I have to do anything, that takes seven minutes it's probably like five six seven minutes is about the cutoff then i turn a podcast on yeah so like i cleaned the car out today and listened to the pod listen to a podcast for like 12 minutes or whatever yeah. it was and like yeah walking running um i think i listened to three or four like hours of podcasting a day i think yeah and i i can listen to a little bit in the car right. and pick back up right i i find it i can if it's something that needs my attention i can't right. it won't, I'll, I'll drift off and i don't pay attention but certain things uh, uh, pick a podcast suitable to the activity. Yeah, yeah Smartless. Sure. Yeah. Um, with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman oh, and Sean Hayes. 
That's so they interview, they have t- two of them are surprised by the guest. Oh. So then the other person brings on a friend. That's so, funny. So, you know, Jennifer Aniston or That's whatever. interesting, Reese yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Um, they had Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's just random, but they're funny. That's it's really funny. funny. That'd be funny. Yeah. That's a funny like concept. Freakonomics Radio, I yeah, don't listen to that if I'm, jog, you know, running, the other, yeah, the washing other. the car. <laughs> I don't want that that in depth. I have to pay attention. Yeah, that's the other thing I think about podcasting too. Is like I subscribe to tons of shows. There are certain shows where I listen to every single episode that comes out. Right. There are other shows where. I pick and choose. Like, right. oh, that one doesn't sound that interesting this time. Right, or right. pick the topic of that particular yeah, or whatever. whatever. So. Yeah, so, but there's some I definitely listen to. Oh, yeah, well, you're preaching to the choir about podcasts. I'm a huge yeah. podcast fan. I am, um, I guess I'll, I should just shout out podcasts I'm listening to. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, so my favorite, one, like, my favorite show that I never miss is called Planet Money. It's twice a week, and it's, like, 25 to 30 minutes, and that is NPR uh, show it's like an economics deep dive into some little part like the thing I just talked about the economics of theater that totally was huh. that was an episode of theirs um, and then there's a, a series called Slow Burn so so, oh, so, slow, so good oh, good good it's only four seasons yeah I think I think there's that, that's the other thing about podcasts there's really two different kinds like there's the narrative like that's a narrative one right I was so going to write it down I already know <laughs> and I watched them and then I'm trying to think watched of them. That's there was one um, that was, it was a series, but it was the history of that app, um, that quiz app that uh, we're that all playing. Oh, man, this is a really terrible plug because I'm uh, going to forget. And also, History, Ch- History Channel has History Verses. Oh, okay. And the first season was on Teddy Roosevelt, and I'm still quoting that to everybody. That's pretty all funny. All the stuff I've learned about Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> um, it's like 20 episodes. Well, Song Exploder, which is that oh, yeah. is that Netflix show. They actually just put out one from uh, Billie Eilish, who's, I, who actually I listed in Emily's episode. It's a really, right. really amazing uh, vocalist. vocalist. Stuff You Should Know is a great podcast. Yes. Lots of them. Anyways, the podcasts are the best. All right. That was fun. I have a sports take. You have a hot sports take, too. It's not really a take. I, w- I want it. World Chase Tag. World Chase Tag. You okay. have not seen World Chase I've Tag? I've seen it, yeah. Oh, my they, run, they run around. Is, is uh, it, it's an obstacle course. It's, it's in an a obstacle square, though, course. right? They're yes. In like a, okay. It is timed. Right. So they have 30 seconds or something? I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know the rules or the details. Yeah. I love watching it. So is that like a, it's a YouTube thing, though, right? Yeah. It's not on a, yeah. Yeah. But it's tag. international. It's pretty amazing. So, I mean, these people, mostly men, are young 20-year-old dudes running over playground equipment right. to tag the other guy. Right. But... That's as sporty as I'm going to get. So. I, well, I think what's remarkable about it is they, they have conditioned, they, they extend their bodies in like, they're like commonly horizontal is what I'm trying to say. And diving <laughs> like, and like diving, hopping over Leaping, stuff. hopping. It's very, it, it's a totally a- abnormal way of moving and to they, any other sport or anything. And they wear on. loose clothing. Yeah. So they're agile, I think, but then it's not loose enough so they don't want to get caught. Right. So, I don't know. It's interesting. It's just got a totally little thing, but I, I can't not watch it. Yeah. Well, my hot sports take is, well, uh, well this has been a long running thing on the show, on the show but I've, I've kind of, I've quit the NFL so this is a, I stopped. I used to be in a fantasy football and watching football every Sunday and all this. And a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm going to stop watching. But then I actually played fantasy football for a year and not, didn't even watch the game, which was embarrassing. So then I quit that. And this is and that was so I'm now like two seasons of what not watching any football. Like I watched well one whole year. It's three seasons because three or two years ago 
I actually said I'm not going to watch a football game this year, including the Super Bowl. I went the just whole... why? Because you felt like you were too. Like, I, I just I, time. I didn't like. There's a couple. Suck. Yeah, a couple things. It was a time suck. Also, um, I, I've been disappointed with how they've handled like injuries. Like th- those people are really killing themselves and not doing anything. And then they they made some mis- the commissioner made some mistakes. I think in managing the sport. It doesn't matter. So I quit. And then, um, but this year I literally don't know the records of teams. Well, 2020 so, can't count for anything. Well, yet. but no, I mean, it, this is actually, a, this is a far step for me. Like you, you could tell me, you could ask me like the Giants are my favorite NFL team and I don't I have no clue how wow. many wins or losses. So like have. five years ago, would you have ever imagined that? Never. I haven't imagined. And I could have told you, I could have told you five years ago who like the 10 worst teams and the 10 best teams were at that moment. You know, like, Hey, what's going on in the NFL? Well, this is, I literally have like, I have very few storylines oh. even in my head. And you're, you're surviving. I'm doing fine. I think it's great. I think everyone should quit the NFL. <laughs> but other sports, you still watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Soccer. I still watch soccer and basketball and baseball. I've okay, had a great. Well, so we've had a, only yeah, quit one. We've had a great year, and really, what happened is soccer replaced the football. Oh, I'm sorry, so it's you not know, So it's really no, it, there's no altruism here at all. It's nothing. There's nothing. Good. <laughs> I'm I'm doing it for holy yeah, no, reasons. No, I can't watch another no, sport. No, no, not at all like that. All right, do you have a parent corner? I do. Then? You know, Glenn tried to ask me, well, what's your parent? What are you going to put for your parent corner? Yeah. And I was like, I got stuff. So um, we've enjoyed meals together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've always eaten as a family. My kids are old. Right. They're all, I, two are married and one is still living at home, but he's 25. So during COVID, um, Ryan and Emily were not married. So they were over constantly. Right. And we had a lot of great meals with them. And even Andrew has noticed, even now, during COVID, that he appreciates our time together. Uh Like, we talk more. And we have more time to linger and have more adult conversations with him, just the three of us. I mean, they're not intense. And I'm not cooking anything fantastic. I'm kind of overcooking. But I have now enjoyed making it a special event to have right. the kids over, and I'll plan a menu. I, like we had a thing for Halloween, I printed a menu, oh, which was crazy. So I'm, I'm we're cooking Thanksgiving, and yeah, I yeah, haven't. Yeah. I, this is my second turkey I've ever had to make. Oh wow! Yeah. So you know those kind of things are important to me to keep that yeah. family tradition. But I really enjoy having dinner. I, we ate with the kids tonight. Yeah, it was lovely to talk to them as adults. Yeah, is different. Yeah, you know, and coming full circle to like, oh my gosh, we can actually talk about world events or right. politics yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. and have, you know, mature conversation yeah. with people you like. Yes. Yeah. I think adult, uh, kid relationships, there's much to be said about that. And, and having a meal together. Yeah. I mean, I think COVID probably has changed that for a lot of people, how we are stuck together, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, maybe not by choice, but we've always done it as a family anyway. Right. You know, it's not new. Right. So we've just always, I would just say that to anybody with little kids, like keep, keep that going. Don't, don't let your kids, you know, take their dinner to yeah. their room or no, their, no, no. you know, eat in front of the TV or yeah. try to make a point of sticking together. Yeah. Uh, my parent corner is that Pippa really enjoys, um, imagining like playing imagination games right now, which is great. And she'll watch like Daniel Tiger and then decide that she's this character on the show. Uh-huh. And what we found is that she won't want to, maybe she's in the middle of her imagination game at the, at the time, imagining something, playing something. And uh, then all of a sudden, will be time you know, to go wash your hands and sit at the table and there'll be a fit about it. Unless you quickly 
take on a character. Yeah, I can I could see where this was going. And ask ask the character oh. to come and sit down for lunch and she leaps at the huh. opportunity. So that's been just the, over the last couple of days and it's been fascinating because what's what's funny is I am and I didn't expect this but well, Jess is amazing and an amazing mother, but I've always, like, I was a, a pretty big imaginary playtime kid my whole life. Like, What's I've, your imaginary friend's Well, name? just like, I, had, like I, I didn't figure out have a problem, like, jumping in with her. But now what I do is I actually have to go into the kitchen and, like, ask Jess, like, do you know what character she's playing right now? Like, who should I try to be, right? Like, who, who's right You're here? Getting into because it. it's Because it's not good. It doesn't work if I come in and say, oh, hey, I'm, and I make up a new character. Oh. You got to know the game that's going right oh, now for this for this ruse. Well, it to seems work. pretty fickle that it could change from minute to minute. Well, exactly. Never, not always, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like every other day. Like the one day she'll be this character the whole time or whatever. Anyways, so so it's so funny because like we've kind of given up. Like cause I think there was little reticence to do that, but now it's like no no let's just let's if it gets her it's sitting down faster forever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? I'm sure. It's not we'll gonna be, be nine saying, saying Daniel like, Tiger. Uh, please address <laughs> please address me only as. <laughs> well, yeah, about. I would say, yeah, as long as she's is she still listens to you when you talk to her in, right, in exactly. your normal voice, yeah, exactly. then and, it's and, all and, that but, matters. But that's the funny thing is I don't even change my voice. I just go in and be like, hi, I'm Jody's mom. <laughs> please go get, please go sit down for lunch. And she's like, okay. And then uh-huh. Madison does it. Yeah, so. that's exactly Pippa's voice. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so that's been funny. And I've uh, like, funny. given up and Those doing kids. that. kids. Well, thank stuff. you, Jennifer. You're welcome. This was I, fun. I have to play my going out music. Okay. Hey, outro. Wait, I got to cue it up. Wait, cue it's it got to be the right thing. Um, the um, the magical mu- musical, it doesn't, you know, happen if you don't get to hear any of it. Right. So, all right. But this is it right here. So, I don't know how loud I can make it. Anyway. But you're welcome. I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I rewound it. This okay. lame. I, can believe. I got it. No, I got it. This is the end. Oh, no. It's all the horns. I love it. That's chorus line. The very end. I love it. That is good. Anyway, see it. Go see it. Go see Broadway show when they come back to real life. So you can go 2022. Anywhere. Okay. Thanks, Levi. Thank you.